When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, my beautiful babies. The fitness app has a free trial. I want you to check it out. If you've got the meal tracker app, the food planning app, the running app, the yoga app, the meditation app, the breathwork app, stuff. Right now, stop the insanity because the fitness app is a one-stop shop. It's got it all, guys. It customizes your meal plans based on your food preferences and your personal health goals. It customizes your workouts based on where you want to train, your fitness level, your fitness goals, whether you're in the gym, at home, outside. You have a baby coming in. It's prenatal fitness. You want to get crazy with Ryan Clarenbach and do his beast mode program from yoga to kickboxing. We have you covered. There are meditations in the app. There's sleep support with Jim Donovan, self-care with Jamie McFadden, free trial. Just go to the app store, whether you're on Android, Google Play, the Apple iTunes store. It's there for you. Download it. Give it a try. I think you're going to love it. Welcome to Keeping It Real Conversations with Jillian Michaels. And today's guest is Dr. William Lee, MD, author of Eat to Beat Your Diet, Burn Fat, Heal Your Metabolism, and Live Longer. This is a diet book, straight up, and I mean it in the best sense of the word. So not only is it going to teach you how to eat, right, your diet, what you consume on a regular basis, it's a straight up weight loss book. It's going to tell you the importance of fat in the body, what happens when we have too much fat in the body, and all of the cutting edge research on how to burn through that excess body fat. And when I tell you it's cutting edge and brand new, I promise you, I never heard it before until this book. There's no shot you've heard it before. Don't worry. It's not inaccessible. You don't need to go to the doctor. You don't need some fancy drug or pill. But it is absolutely about looking at certain foods that do everything from activating your good brown fat to burn your bad white and pink fat to starving fat cells and fat stem cells, like it's fascinating, fascinating stuff. So I'm not going to butcher it. We're going to jump right in with Dr. William Lee because there's just so much good stuff to cover. So here we go. All right. As promised, my absolute favorite human on the planet, Dr. William Lee, author of Eat to Beat Disease and now of arguably 
the best, I don't want to call it a diet book, but doc, it kind of is the best diet book I've ever read. Eat to beat your diet, burn fat, heal your metabolism and live longer. Welcome back. How are you, my friend? Thank you, Jillian. I'm great. Uh, it's always great to be back on the show with you. And I love the fact that we always jump right in and tackle whatever's on your mind. Uh, well, first of all, you straight up baller. You have a billboard for the book in Times Square. On top of me seeing you regularly on all the top shows like Kelly and Ryan and on and on and on. So a little jealous, um, not not of you, but the fact that they have all your attention, but you still make time for me. So I just want to say, Jesus, man, wow, you are really touching people and reaching people. And that's such a testament to what you do and how you communicate the message. First thing, Doc, tell everybody what the book is about. All right. Well, the book's called Eat to Beat Your Diet, which is a trick title because it's not explicitly a diet book. It's actually an anti-diet book in a way. It's really telling you how you can we can all leverage our body's hardwired systems, our metabolism, and how it's really hardwired in order to be able to achieve better health goals. And yeah, um, fighting body fat, weight loss, that's all part of it. But, but actually, it's much deeper because it's really about inner health, inner strength, inner fitness, inner beauty. Um, and along the way, you get all the benefits that you want on the outside as well. Uh, but it's hardcore science. It's really about discoveries that have just been made in the last 24 yeah. months. Oh, yeah. um, and then it talks about foods. And, and, and it bring, I bring people through a tour of the grocery store as if you were popped into my grocery cart. And I was just narrating to you as I walk through the store, all the things that actually I know human research, clinical trials have shown that can up and amp your metabolism. So that's what it's about. And then how do you actually put it together in your life? And some recipes for my kitchen. You literally talk about all of the most cutting edge research to shed excess body fat. Uh, this goes beyond though, the vanity component. So listen, if you just want to be in a size six instead of a 10, if you just want a flat tummy, if you want to tone up problem areas, great. If you are struggling with some significant health conditions, also great. This book is going to tackle it, but I want to address that. So what is the importance of the role fat plays in the body? Because it's good. It's it's 100% necessary, right? Which is why we want, I'm saying this also reflect the importance of healthy fats in our diet. So jump into that one first, because you outlined yeah. that first. Let's just talk about how we all think about fat, right? All of us go in the shower, we step out, we're naked, out of the corner of our eye, we see some lumps <laughs> or bumps, right? They don't belong there. And, and then what's the next thing you do? You step on the scale. And if that number isn't the number that you want to have come up, you're disappointed. And the things that flash through your head is like, man, I'm getting fat. I need to eat better. I need to work out, right? Like that's basically yeah. how we um, how yeah. we naturally um, associate body fat and, on, and our health. And actually, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a big proponent about feeling good. No matter what it is about yourself, you should try to feel good. But but the thing that people really try to um, character assassinate fat, um, and by the way, you know, the word fat in medical terms is called adipose. And adipose actually comes from the Latin, which is adipem, which refers to pig lard. Okay. And so not surprisingly, you know, the word fat kind of just conjures up stuff that you don't want. But negativity. Right. Negativity. But that's wrong. Okay. And I'll tell you why. First of all, 
Fat was one of the first tissues to ever develop in your body long before you had a face that you could stuff with food. Your, mo- <laughs> your, your mom's egg met your dad's sperm. You were a ball of cells. And the first things that formed was their circulation because everything needs blood flow before it can form. Then nerves started forming. So everything needs nerves to be able to know what to do. The third tissue that forms is body fat. It start, these little bubbles start c- collecting around your blood vessels. You know why? Because fat actually forms in our body as fuel tanks. So right. we can actually absorb nutrition and energy. Um, now, here's the thing. When a baby is born, what do we call a good, healthy baby? Chubby, cute. Yeah. It's yep. got, you pinch, you pinch its cheeks. The arms and legs look like a circus balloons that have been twisted into <laughs> Anna Poodles, right? Oh my God, now, yes. now, now imagine if you That's saw fantastic. a baby, imagine if you saw a baby that had chiseled cheeks and long, thin arms and long legs, like the, like down a runway. You'd think there's something seriously wrong with that baby, right? Absolutely, and you, yeah. And you would be correct. And so body fat actually is a really healthy thing. Let me tell you the things that we've discovered now, new research that shows you what fat d- does. Now, the, the first thing that we've discovered that fat is, it's an actual human organ. It's like an organ, like your pancreas, like your heart, like your liver, like your lungs. And what it does as an organ is it houses part of our immune system, which is pretty important. About 20% of our immune system is actually uh, uh, housed in our fat. It's like, it's like a shoebox for our fat, of our, of our immune system. And so the other parts in our gut, the other thing it does, it releases the hormones. It's actually a hormonal engine. It's like right. your thyroid, your, your adrenal gland, and the hormones that it releases actually control your brain. It actually sends signals to your brain um, uh, to, 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 and it can command your behavior. Your fat, and, and by the way, it's tethered. To, it's like the... It's like you're in your car. If you're driving a car that still uses gas, you look at your fuel gauge and your fat is like your fuel gauge and it tells your brain in the driver's seat whether you need more fuel. You're running low on fuel, time to pull over to the station and fill up. That's why we get hungry. And when you're actually filled up, it's like the it's like the clicker on the gas nozzle that says, hey, you know what? Stop. We're good. That's leptin. It's, leptin, right? Leptin. Chill, chill out. Yep. Okay. And the hormones our uh, uh, leptin is chill out. Um, a diponectin, a, a oh. ghrelin is eat, but a diponectin actually is another hormone made by our body fat. Okay. And what a diponectin does is so important. First of all, it's a hormone that most people haven't heard about, but it is the hormone that's the highest concentration in your body, higher than any other circulating organ in your bloodstream is a diponectin. It's a thousand times higher, in fact. And the reason is a diponectin is a hormone made by fat that helps our insulin work to absorb energy from our food, from our calories into our cells. So without an epinectin, we wouldn't be able to actually power up. We'd be like an engine that can't can't absorb fuel. So that's made by body fat. Now, the other thing that fat does is it makes another hormone called resistin. And resistin antagonizes, it's the, op, uh, it's the off switch to a dipinectin. So basically a dipinectin is volume up, louder, right. more fuel, more energy, insulin work better, and resistin resists the epinectin. It's like, okay, a little bit less energy now. It's kind of like the throttle on an airplane, you know? It's more all power, meant to be in less... balance, right? In balance. You're Just a little like what you... good, you've eaten. Okay, now you're full. Okay, now we need energy. Okay, now slow it down. It's all same, just constantly supposed to be in harmony. 
Exactly. Like just like you always talk about, like you got to be in balance, in tune. That's what real fitness is, is really being in tune. So fat actually does that. There's three kinds of fat. Well, There's two broad it's in the kinds book. of fat. Brown fat and white fat. Yep, it's all in my yep. book. But but the but the but the the white fat is the jiggly stuff under the arms, under the chin, around your thighs, around your butt. Okay, around the muffin. That's white fat. Yep. Um, and 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 that's subcutaneous under the skin. You can see it. Then there's this really dangerous, deadly kind of fat that's called visceral fat or VAT. Okay, um, and that's packed inside your 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 body. So you could be a big person or you could be a skinny person, and that extra visceral fat gut fat can be like a baseball glove wrapping around your organs Ugh. no matter what your body size is a little bit's okay it's a cushion so if you trip and fall on the ground your, your organs won't burst but right. if you have too much of it, it's inflammatory it's it's absolutely deadly and the third kind of fat that is really cool is called brown fat brown right. fat is not jiggly it is paper thin it's flat brown fat is also not near to the skin so you can't see it it's close to the bone. In fact, it's it's attached to your neck, around your neck, down your rib cage, under your arms like a bra strap, okay? A little bit behind your back, between your shoulder blades, and a little bit in your belly. Now, what happens is that um, this brown fat is a space heater. It actually um, ups your, amps your metabolism and produces heat. So, for example, if you actually are in cold temperature, you might not yeah. shiver yet, but your body will try to heat itself up. This is what brown fat does. It produces this heat. Yeah, that's why you told me ages ago to sleep in a cold room. I started doing more cold plunges because you explained to me that it yeah. activates my brown fat, exactly. which burns the bad fat. Exactly. Now, what's the, what's, what's the thing is that that's really remarkable is in addition to the benefits of, you know, um, not eating all the time and letting your metabolism burn while you're not eating or fasting, the bottom line is that Turns out that there's, you know, uh, there's certain foods you can eat that turn on your brown fat. So you can actually eat foods that will burn harmful fat by turning on the brown fat, which is mind blowing. And that's what I write in this book is 150 different foods that have been shown by human studies that turn on and burn, use the good fat to burn down harmful fat. And they're all foods that are delicious. Okay. Now, hold on a second here. When we have excess body fat, that's when all the good stuff the fat is supposed to be doing goes out of whack, right? Then your harmony is effed. What is considered excess body fat? And you make it very clear to explain that it doesn't matter if your body size is big or small, that if the percentage of your body has too much fat, even if you're, you know, Jillian's 118 pounds, if I have too high percentage of that 118 pounds as fat, then I start to get into real trouble. And we're looking at all different kinds of diseases, hormone disruption, 170 different comorbidities. What's the number that we're looking at yeah. here? Yeah. Well, so I think you, you actually set it up right at the very beginning. That number is quite different for every individual based on it their is? body size. Yeah. So, I mean, look, for, you, can, you can start throwing numbers like 5% being the below yeah, 5%, 20%, so, 20%, 25%. It's somewhere between like the safe zone, the happy zone for body fat is somewhere between five and 25. If you okay. go lower than that and you go higher than that, you're, you're getting into outside of the balance range. Okay. Yep. And so the okay. thing is that when you're outside, either too low or too high, right? I mean, you know what happens when people go really low on body fat, like those bodybuilders, 
Okay. Yep. They wind up, they, their, their menstrual period stops. Yep. They start, their hair falls out. Oh, their skin goes to crap. It's just as bad as actually having too much body fat. And by the way, I mentioned this in my book, studies have been shown that for people who are undergoing cardiac pos- uh, procedures, you know, like there's a position, there's a procedure called cardiac catheterization where cardiologist wants to see if there's any blockages that go into your um, vein, they go, they go into your leg and they, they squirt some dye and they look in your heart to see where the blockages are. Uh, people who are ultra skinny, who have that procedure have a higher death rate, complication and death rate than people who are actually obese. And yeah. so too skinny isn't good for you. But similarly, on the other side, again, it's all about the balance. Like you always talk about too much, too much body fat is too much uh, is in pro-inflammatory. It's disruptive to your hormones. It screws your microbiome. It ruins your circulation. It pretty much derails all of the systems that need to be uh, in play and working the right way. Now, our bodies are kind of like an engine to run it. You need fuel. Our body fuel, actually, that energy, our fuel comes from food. We call that calories. And basically, when we actually run low, our, our fuel tank, our, our systems tell us, hey, you got to pull over to the kitchen table, to the to the restaurant, to the pantry, to the refrigerator to grab something to eat. Like that's basic hunger. We need to fuel up. All right. Now, unfortunately, we don't actually have that clicker that stops the fuel from pouring into the gas tank when it's full. Imagine if you were at the gas station and that clicker didn't work, you'd fill up the tank. It would come pouring out of the gas tank, run down the side of the car, right around the tires, pull around your shoes. And now you'd be standing in this flammable, dangerous mess. Right. Yeah. That's actually what happens when we overeat too many calories. It's overflowing our our thing and we're in a flammable, inflammable mess. Now, what happens is that when we overload our body, our body has to put the fuel someplace. So what it does, what it does is it it puts it where the fuel belongs. And remember, I told you fat is a fuel tank. Now, a fuel tank goes into the fat cells. Now, a car is is full, right? So then is that the, that's when the insulin dumps and it's like, you'll take it. You're going to take it in, right? Right, exactly. Now, now the thing about a car's fuel tank is it's made out of metal, so it can't expand, right? right. Now, our fat um, is pliable yeah. like a water balloon. So yep. more the more fuel you put in when you overflow it, guess what? Fat cells get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you run, when, when it's stretched so thin, it's about to burst. Your body just makes more fuel cells, okay. more fat. So right. this is actually the connection. I, I, what I'm trying to do is to make it really easy to understand. Look, if I talk to a scientist about metabolism and fat and fuel, we can have this like crazy Latin talk. But really, everybody needs to understand it's as simple as thinking about your body operating like a vehicle and you need to fuel it up. Got too much fuel, you got a problem. All right. Yep. Right. So 100%. that's 100%. That, this is the basic idea of why we need to watch the volume we eat. And by the way, the quality of fuel also matters. If you put crappy gas in your tank, your engine is going to crap out a lot sooner. Right. That's why quality fuel, quality food makes a difference. Won't make a difference after the first meal, but go ahead and eat, eat that way for two or three years. Yeah, you're going to be damaging your engine. You're looking at something completely different here, though, Doc, because we can sit here and we can talk about, you know, don't eat so much fuel, eat less fuel, arguably a calories in, calories out conversation. I love that conversation because it's easy to understand, right? We don't want to get sick. 
eat good quality food. Yeah, common sense. What is it? Dr. Lee's going to outline it. Perfect. You know, we're going to fight cancer. We're going to eat this. And that was the first book and it was monster. This is a different beast. So we're going to break for the sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to dig into this crazy new science with Dr. Lee uninterrupted in his book, Eat to Beat Your Diet. We'll be right back. Your business was going great, but now your team is buried in manual work. If this is you, you should know these three numbers, 37,025, one. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Jillian. That's netsuite.com slash Jillian to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash Jillian. All right, team. You know, I love Skims underwear because I've mentioned them and have been wearing them for, gosh, a little over a year now. So I finally had to try their bras and Skims has delivered yet again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. Even the underwire bras I wear all day are so comfortable, I barely even notice I'm wearing them. Whether it's the weightless scoop bra, the fits everybody bra, the plunge bra, the fits everybody t-shirt bra, I always get them in sand. So you never notice them. Super comfortable. Love them. Wear them nonstop all the time. Shop Skims bras at skims.com now. Available in 62 sizes, 38 of 46 each, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, guys, we are back with Dr. William Lee, and we're talking about his new book, Eat to Beat Your Diet, Burn Fat, Heal Your Metabolism, Live Longer. Um, Okay, so Doc, there's a lot to dig into here. I I first want to jump into what you call the five defense systems. And let's start with angiogenesis. In particular, you're an angiogenesis doctor. What is this? And what does this have to do with metabolism and fat burning? Right. Okay. So angiogenesis sounds like a complicated word, but it's actually quite simple. Angio, blood, blood vessel, genesis, how it grows. This is what I actually study and our circulation is grown by angiogenesis. Why is that important? Because we all have blood vessels in our body, 60,000 miles worth of blood vessels packed into our body. And these are the highways and byways that bring oxygen and nutrients to every cell in our body. 
but they're also the way that our metabolism is actually controlled. And so these these How? blood vessels by by circulating hormones because by like... circulating hormones by circulating nutrients by okay. circulating okay. bioactives. Got it. I understand. Sorry, you doc, want your on, brain to get the hormone from your fat cell. You got to actually have good blood flow to there. If you got it. Right. And so um, and and blood vessels, by the way, can get bigger and they can get smaller, which is perfectly fine because you want to vasodilate when you're in a hot room or after exercising. You want to vasoconstrict blood vessels getting smaller when you're cold and you need to actually conserve all the heat. Right. Um, And so those are just ways that our blood vessels actually work. It turns out that uh, uh, fat is a tissue in our body, like any other organ that requires blood vessels in order to grow and also to send out the hormones that it makes. We talked about leptin. We talked about adiponectin. Yeah. We talked about resistin. And these control our insulin. They control our energy level. And so we want just the right amount of a blood flow to keep our fat, healthy fat, tamed and functional. Now, when you start growing excess body fat, which remember we talked about stuffing too much fuel into our body. Yeah. The, the fat cells are getting bigger and bigger. Now you're growing more fat cells. Now, that, that means that the mass of fat will outstrip the blood supply feeding it, okay? It's like a whale outgrowing its blood supply. So oh, what does it need? It needs angiogenesis, excess angiogenesis to feed excess fat. Oh, I got it. Okay. If it can't actually get that blood flow, you know what it does? The fat starts to rot in the middle, okay? It doesn't have enough blood flow. It becomes super inflammatory. It's called hypoxia. And when it becomes hypoxia, it acts out even worse. Inflammation goes through the roof. And that's why, that's one of the first things that happens, that why excess fat, body fat, is pro-inflammatory. Too big oh for you, too big God. to be good. I got it. I got it. I understand. Okay. Um, regeneration system. All right. What's this one? Yeah, so regeneration and our regenerative health defenses are so important. We've got, when we were born, we are all born with 75 million extra stem cells, not the stuff you need to go to the corner model to get injected into your knee or your or your shoulder, but this is actually came from our mom. It was like how we were start how we started to form. We had we had some excess overage saved up over the over at birth. And so this regenerates our organs continuously throughout our lives. Now, some of these stem cells which are very important. When you work out and you um, break down your muscles, when they actually heal and get stronger and bigger, they're rebuilt in part with stem cells. So because fat has the ability to expand as well, there are fat stem cells. There are special stem cells that are like Navy SEALs to grow more fat. Now, it turns not out the good guys though, not the brown not, fat but, stuff. Yeah, they're, they're like the turncoat Navy SEALs. They're like the, oh. the traitors. All right. See, this becomes, it's almost like a vicious cycle. It's like it, the, the more fat you have, the more it Fs up your hormones, the more it impedes your ability to burn more fat and then grows more cells, which then grow stem cells to grow more fat. It's like this, this disastrous kind of snowball yeah. that becomes harder and harder to stop. That's right. And, and that's why we have to tame things, right? Like if it's right. sort of like anything else, when yep. you get a puppy- they always tell you to actually make sure that you actually uh, uh, train it early yeah. because if it's a crazy dog, by, by the time it's an adolescent, you're not going to rope that guy back, that, that animal back in. Same deal with our fat. We want to actually train it. 
And this is something that starts when we're young. It starts when you're, you know, when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, when you're a young adult, but it's never too late to tame your fat, no matter what okay. size you're at. Yeah, That's no, because the- I mean, we, we've both done it. We've both seen it. So just we would like to stop you on the earlier side. That's right. It's okay. If you know, if you're 100 pounds overweight, there's like people do it all the time. It's just, it is, it may be a little bit harder. These are the reasons why there's nothing wrong with you and you can tame it. And this is how. Right. So if you're feeling a bit like everything's working against me, this is the reason. But these are all the tools to reverse it. Stem cells for fat. Go on. I, I interrupted right. you. Turn so, coat so, fat stem so, cell back. So, 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 our, so our, our fat actually has its own stem cells. So when it needs to grow, it can actually unfold and get bigger and bigger. Now, there's a, there's a silver lining in this, by the way, that most people won't know about. Um, but I've been working in this area of research for about 20 years. Cardiologists have figured out how to um, leverage these fat stem cells because the fat stem cells, once you pull them out of the fat, you can do other things with them to grow new blood vessels, new tissue. So I'm going to tell you a story that's mind-blowing, one of which I should put into book. But imagine a cardiologist um, uh, working side-by-side side with a plastic surgeon. The plastic surgeon does liposuction to pull out you know, a, a container of yellow fat. Yeah. Uh, the cardiologist takes that yellow fat, pours it into a little tube, and puts it in a centrifuge, which spins the fat around faster and faster and faster. Now, when the, using centrifugal force, okay, what happens is the fat floats to the top and the cell stem cells go to the bottom. Now you take that tube, you pour out the fat, and you are left with a tube of stem cells. This then gets handed to the cardiologist who takes a needle and injects it into the heart. And guess what it does? It regenerates blood vessels in the heart because it's no longer in fat, surrounded by fat. So Does it make any more sense? Does this work then? Not ready for a prime time. As a researcher, I'm describing to you something that is mid-research. We're still figuring gotcha. this out. But one right. of the things that I, I write about in my book that I found so jaw-dropping is that there was a young guy in his 30s who actually um, uh, became a quadriplegic. He had a spinal cord injury that uh, that basically cut his spinal cord way high up under around the neck, and he couldn't move. Right. And and they could they knew that because you could measure the lack of movement of his arms and legs. And and as a, as a clinical trial, they withdrew his own fat, okay. spun down his cells, took those stem cells, fat stem cells, and they injected it into his spinal cord. And it worked. And it worked. He started to move. Bitch. He started to be able, it grew new nerves. And so these fat stem cells are true stem cells when they're in fat the world more from fat. the blood not from the blood because no, they're like no not from the blood not from the blood right this okay. is okay so, so this is research that's done but i can piece. tell you yeah. you can imagine in the future where this research could lead so anybody who's actually looking at going to the strip mall to actually get this done i would tell you i'm telling you as a doctor who does this research we're making progress not ready for prime time yet but the God. fact is that these stem cells in the fat are very powerful. Look, if it's good enough to actually regenerate part of your heart and regenerate your spinal cord, can you imagine what these stem cells can do in body fat? Okay. It can grow them like an mf right? Oh. And that's basically why we need to actually be really mindful. Some stem cells can really be harmful. Um, uh, so, we, But there are foods that can actually tame fat stem cells, which is really cool. Right. 
Okay. Because okay. guys, the point is that each one of these topics we're talking about, there are foods that play a role in making these defense systems work for you instead of against you. So when I tell you it's the most cutting edge science with regard to diet slash fat burning I've ever read, it's because no one's looked at <laughs> these different components of taming body fat, literally, until now. Um, and the next one being something that I'm always talking about on this show, microbiome, but you're looking at it with regard to fat metabolism, metabolism period. And of course you mentioned acromancia and you've taught me all about that one, but I, I'm going to let you tell us all about it. The microbiome system. Talk to me about this one, doc. Okay. So we all have 39 trillion bacteria in our body. Most of it is actually packed in our gut, the lower part of our gut. For those of you right. who aren't familiar with gut anatomy, there's a little pouch uh, in, in your colon called the cecum. And that's where most of these bacteria live, okay? It's kind of like a terrarium that then they live there and they're, it's a happy ecosystem. Um, uh, and uh, those bacteria, when they live harmoniously in balance together, right. they actually help our body lower inflammation. They help improve and enhance our immune defenses. They send text messages to our brain to release social hormones. And they fine tune our metabolism. Okay, they help us metabolize lipids. Uh, they help control our glucose sensitivity, so our insulin works better. They do a lot of great things when we treat them well, and that's why we want to eat foods that actually are prebiotic to feed the bacteria. Every now we want some probiotic to feed the bacteria, and when we feed these our bacteria foods that are harmful, that disrupt, that damage that ecosystem, think. Sodas, regular sodas, diet sodas, added sugars, um, ultra processed foods, artificial sweeteners, artificial colors. You damage that microbiome. You are screwing with your ecosystem that controls all this stuff. Now, it gets even deeper than that because there are yeah, certain bacteria. The study you've got in here that I've highlighted on acromancy is bananas. The research that's being done now on the microbiome is really cutting edge stuff. We're discovering. Uh, it, it's kind of like the Discovery Channel. We're discovering something new, um, literally every single week, something new about the microbiome. But here's, so so they're not conclusions. They're sort of observations along the way. And the study that you're referring to is really trying to take a look at um, populations of people that are either overweight or have, uh, are lean, just right. basically how their body looks. Like a blue and, zones, but for obesity kind of a thing. And just asking the question, what's in your poop? All right. right. And and so by looking in your poop, we, we now have this ability to take stool samples, that's uh, fecal samples, and we can grow out the bacteria and we can use high power computing, artificial intelligence to really figure out what kind of DNA genetic sequencing to figure out what bacteria are in there. All right. And again, think about trying to identify the the, um, you know, people have trouble counting votes. Right. Think about counting 39 trillion bacteria. So. Right. So we can we're 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 doing this, and when there's a bacteria that really sticks out, like oh, it's really present here in one group, yep. and oh, it's really absent there, it sends up a red flag to the research. Say, hey, flag this. Let's take a look closer. So this is where acromancy comes in. What they found is acromancy, which is a normal human bacteria, okay. And it's very sensitive to antibiotics, by the way. Um, and you and it grows like because wherever there's mucus in your in your gut, it'll like likely grow in the mucus. When 
people are overweight or obese. They don't have any acromancia or have very few acromancia. And when people have a leaner body mass, healthier, fitter body mass, they have it. They got plenty of it. And so here's one smoking gun that yep. when it's actually missing, you got a problem. Is it a cause or effect? We're not 100% sure. But what we do know is that acromancia is a critical guardian of our the balance in our body. It lowers inflammation. It helps our gut, our metabolism work a little better. It's connected to insulin. When you don't have acromancia, by the way, your risk of diabetes also goes up. All right. And so this is not the only player, but it we're starting to realize that he is one of those players, right? I mean, maybe it's that maybe it's the Tom Brady of our bi- microbiome. We don't know yet. <laughs> well, you do have okay. So for everybody listening, um, there's a whole section in here on building a quote lean profile of healthy microbes. So if you're just like, I don't even know what that means. I don't know where to find it. This is what we're going over these as the headlines in chapters and sections in the book, but then Dr. Lee tells you this. So like, this is the angiogenic, this is the regeneration to, to control these stem cells, the microbiome, you want to eat these, these, and these. So just so you guys understand, and you're not like, I can't figure this out. You don't, you don't need to figure it out. We're explaining to you the top line of the science that's in the book. And then he spells out exactly what the foods are and how to combine them. And then there's recipes as mentioned. So it's bulletproofed for you. I just want to make that clear. Um, as I'm throwing out these big words that you've got here, um, DNA protection system. So, okay. I mean, I get that. I, I, but not with fat metabolism. Although, hold on, doc. I did watch, I did watch a lecture. So maybe I'm onto something here. And I, all I can remember, it's like excess body fat is effing up how your DNA replicates itself. Let's dive right into this. So basically, DNA is our genetic code. It helps our body makes proteins. It's like I think most people understand that. And when you've got mutations in your DNA, it's it sets you up for cancer and other kinds yep. of badness. Eft. So the key thing is that DNA is very uh, um, vulnerable to influences. It's kind of like a teenager, you know, like if, depending on who your friends are. And it turns out that um, there's something called epi- epigenetics where, right. you know, you're born with your DNA, but your DNA can be can coaxed, coerced, change a little bit. And it can actually start producing proteins that you don't want it to produce or it could, or it could stop producing proteins that you want it to produce. And this is actually uh, uh, governed by the friends that actually has. So if you have a lot of good, healthy cells around, including good, healthy fat and good, healthy muscle and good heart, healthy nerve tissue and blood vessels you know, it's going to be a good citizen. It's going to actually grow up and it's actually going to do the right thing and get a great job, you know, and do all, become a become an ass kicker, right? The problem right. is that if you wind up having too much body fat, that's like having the bully at school, you know, the drug dealers, the people that are just like the birdhouse, like kind of poking at the DNA, trying to convince it to do something it doesn't want to do, shouldn't wow. be doing. And that's epigenetic change. And it then starts to produce things it shouldn't produce mm-hmm. or stop producing things it should produce. I'm not doing my homework anymore. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to go out and grow something in my garage. So the, the bottom line is that there are all kinds of things that are that, that can happen to your DNA. Now, the other thing about DNA 
it's very vulnerable to inflammation. So when excess body fat grows and grows and grows and grows, because you got too much fuel, too much fuel cells, body fat's expanding, and that doesn't have a blood supply. Now it's it's dying. It's hypoxic. It's inflammatory. Those all that it, that's that's basically like uh, the sparks jumping onto a fire. The those inflammatory stimuli are oxidants, and they damage your DNA. And so what you want to be able to do is to eat foods to protect your DNA. You want to lower that body fat so you're it do, it's not under the influence of it doesn't have bad influences. It has better influences, gets back on the right track, you know. Um, uh, so this these are the way the DNA is. It's a vulnerable tissue. You got to take care of it. Hence the reason you also have longevity in the title is that it's it's also about not dying living long. I mean, it does tie back into your first book to a certain extent, even though this is specifically about being an ass kicker, um, the the next generation, right? You know, you've hopefully we've licked all the crap that causes cancer. And now we're just taking you to the next level. Well, well, you know, you know, I write this book is really because I wrote my first book, eat to beat disease. And I put like 200 plus foods that all help your health defenses. A few people started writing me and I started getting this, Hey doc, you know, I'm starting to lose weight that I couldn't lose for years uh, using your food. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're eating food and you're losing weight. And that was one of the things that I actually was concerned about when I wrote my first book, because I didn't want to, I did wasn't encouraging people to Overconsume, but I thought, how can foods, eating foods, cause you to lose weight? And so that's when my research started to dovetail metabolism. I'm like, oh my gosh, foods, the same foods that activate your health defenses, actually trigger your brown fat. They um, antagonize your fat stem cells. They uh, cut off the blood supply to, to from harmful fat can grow. They repair your DNA. It's really the next level stuff. That is the next level stuff. No one's ever talked about it before. And I would know. I mean, this is what I do. Um, so guys, okay, to get the answers to that, we've, we've already established that you get the book. It's available everywhere. Um, I'm going to say it again. Eat to beat your diet, burn fat, heal your metabolism, and live longer. I do want to do some kitschy fun stuff, Doc, because people love it. We got to take a quick break for the sponsors. But when we come back, I have more questions for you, Dr. Lee. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ready to elevate your home? 
Picture this, central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Give me the, like, I'm the cheater, right? I'm the one that asks that question. By the way, part of me is, what foods are just going to rip through my body fat? Well, let's talk about the foods that actually turn on this brown fat, because that's the most amazing thing. So let's talk about foods that rip through fat, okay? Tomatoes and tomato paste has lycopene, and lycopene is fat soluble. It dissolves in oil when, and it fights fat. It turns on your brown fat, it's thermogenic. And so when you have lycopene and you eat tomatoes, you know where that, you swallow it, the lycopene gets absorbed from your stomach into your bloodstream. You know where that lycopene goes right away? All right, it runs, it makes a beeline for your body fat. And you know, they've actually studied where it goes first. It goes to your belly first, it goes to your muffin first. Right. Then it goes to your thighs next. Then finally, it goes to your butt, fat. It stays in there. And just like kind of invaders, like heroes that are actually invading an enemy territory, inside your fat, it triggers the thermogenesis and it causes the white fat to turn into brown fat. It, it's prevent, it's it's fat fighting. And, and when you're talking about like, well, what will rip through my body to help fat? Turns out lycopene in tomatoes is one of them. Now, lycopene is also found in watermelon. So, right. of uh, so, of and, and by the way, oh and, and lycopene also helps protect your DNA from damage. It protects you from sun damage if you go to the beach. It protects you from DNA damage if you have excess body fat. So here's one example of 150 that I list. So tomatoes is one of them. Carrots, another one. Carrots? Carrots, carrots have, have carotenoids. The carotenoids, one of them is called beta cryptoxanthin. Oh, beta cryptoxanthin okay. crypto, beta, beta <laughs> actually turns on your mitochondria, the energy fuel cells in your brown fat, to fire up your brown fat. And in fact, it turns out a study was done at the at um, uh, the uh, University Medical Center in Maastricht, where they studied people that were eating just three medium-sized carrots a day. And they were actually able to, and compared to people who didn't eat three carrots a day, and they measured their metabolism, and they were able to burn 50% more, higher thermogenesis, and they were to burn body fat 50% better, okay? This is just three carrots a day. Okay, and okay. so- Doc, I, I got to say one thing. I got I got, I got to say one thing. For all of the people that said tomatoes were toxic because they were nightshades, even though I know you dispelled that, thank goodness- and all of the people who are like, oh, carrots are so high in sugar, they're terrible for weight loss. This is why you need data over human opinion, people. This is why you gotta, you gotta go to the source and get the data, the information. And that's why we have doctors on the show that do the work, that understand the data, and that can disseminate it for us and essentially digest it, no pun intended, in a way that's accessible to us. Because I just thought about how those two foods have been villainized. Oh, not, not by me, but by idiots, sorry, in the field um, 
for whatever reason. And it's like, it's crazy that you just brought those two. Okay. So I'm on three carrots and right. I, I could burn my metabolism's like insanely higher from three carrots. Like I'm now, baffled. now, I'll, now, now I'll tell you. So in my book, I take people through the produce section. There's a ton of produce out there, but then I do something that is again, uh, traditionally verboten, forbidden to go right into the middle aisle and start ah. looking for metabolism acting foods, uh, activating foods in the middle aisle. So I call the whole chapter treasure hunt because <laughs> there are treasures in the middle aisle. Look for the real gold when there's a lot of fool's gold out there, right? So pay no attention to all those ultra processed things and the snack foods that are all over the place in the middle aisles, but then go for those white kidney beans and the lentils and the chickpeas because those are feed your microbiome they activate your thermogenesis they actually help your metabolism and here's a study that was done at the university of toronto they looked at the power of of a can of white beans like cannoli beans right or white navy beans all right and what they found is that people who ate one can of of uh navy beans uh of five times a week so you know, not every single day, five day, five days a week. They had, a, they had a, actually a cup, not a whole can. They actually shrank their waist circumference by getting rid of visceral fat by one belt notch by an inch. Okay, wow. after about five weeks. All right. Now, how does that? Another demonized food: lectins, the evil lectin. Yep. Right. Same guy, well, by the way, but that's okay. <laughs> We're not going to name any names. Well, Go, continue. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, so <laughs> another another food that I, I, you know, as we we're talking about it is dried mushrooms dried mushrooms which are found in the you can fit fresh mushrooms in the produce section dried mushrooms are perfectly fine you can get dried uh, uh portobello shiitake you know all kinds of cool dried mushrooms um it's usually right next to the dried chili peppers as well so you can cook with them in the winter they're they're pretty inexpensive you can buy them and hang on to them and put them in your pantry for a long time and and the fact of it's beta glucan beta d glucan not only powers up your circulation which is good for your health and your metabolism, but it also fights extra the excess blood vessels that might try to feed blood vessels, uh, feed body fat, and it actually uh, uh, powers up your gut microbiome and improves your uh, uh, fat fighting system. So here's what they did: there was a research study that looked at uh, people that were meat eaters. Okay, these are carnivore people, uh... and they just asked them, please just substitute. Cut down uh, your meat um, just twice a week. Please substitute it with m mushrooms. All right. So this is not a value judgment. This is an experiment. And yep. they found by Data simply yeah. by, by <laughs> substituting two days of meat with plant-based mushrooms, of course, you're going to be a little less unhealthy. But here's the thing they were surprised by. You are a lot more healthy. They actually shrank their waist side as well by killing off some of that visceral body fat. Why? By the mushrooms, not just because you didn't eat as much saturated fat, but actually because you had beta-glucan from that plant-based food that activated thermogenesis and burned away your visceral fat. So this is data that's out there. Now, some of the things that I think are really fun in the middle aisle are things that um, uh, that are condiments that light up your taste buds that also have great things in them. So peppermint is one of them, menthol. Right. So menthol is, is in peppermint and spearmint. Um, it's a great flavor. Some people love it. Some people don't. But if you know, if you, but if you like it, you know, that dried mint that you can actually get in the spice section, it's it actually activates your um, thermogenic mechanisms. It turns on your brown what about fat. Mint tea, Doc. What about if I took like a mint tea and a matcha tea and I blended them together? 
you know, you would get double the benefit. <laughs> All right. So that's okay. that would be well, okay. Well, and, that, and that's what I love about that's what I love about the idea that if you present the ingredients and give people a sense of how they work, the whys, then leave it up to them to come up with like the creative stuff. Menthol and matcha. What a, what a great combo. I, I, you know, that makes me want to try it actually right after this. So um, the, a, a Dr. Lee's <laughs> tea section. I mean, but you say that we can drink tea, we can drink coffee and we can drink water. By the way. And uh, yeah, so I call it the holy triad. If you want metabolic health and you really, really want to focus on the beverages. So I also take people through the beverage aisle, right? So yeah. many, there's aisles and aisles of beverages. What do I drink? Turns out that water itself, cold water, activates your metabolism. We believe, reason is that when cold water hits your stomach, you've got these uh, temperature gauges in your stomach that go, whoa, this is cold. Body doesn't like to be cold in the center, core temperature cold. Got to warm it up. So what it does, it triggers receptors. It triggers the uh, uh, switches in your stomach that text message your brain. And then your brain releases hormones to say thermogenesis, please. And so what it does is it burns your, it turns on your brown fat in, in a in an attempt to heat up that water, it's kind of like a hot pot, right? You yeah. want to actually warm up that water because, look, if you cooled your core body temperature just by drinking water, like you might slake your thirst on a on a hot day. Too much of that, your body is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. A little bit's okay, but we got to kind of balance this out. Before that water escapes and goes down your gut and cools your whole body, we got to at least get it up to temperature. And by the way, when you, when you drink water with a meal, you stretch your stomach uh, uh, ghrelin, uh, a leptin is produced and it right. makes you a little bit less hungry because you kind of feel like you're kind of full because you've got stuff in your belly anyway. So that's a little stupid human trick to actually just kind of like be less ravenous, eat less ravenously. Yeah. Tea, tea. We talked about matcha, green tea, oolong tea. So it's not just like one magic, you know, uh, super tea, but green tea will do it. Uh, much as a super high potency version of green tea, oolong, which is a slightly fermented green tea. But, you know, some people, here's another myth busted. My book is packed with like, I just basically take Thor's hammer and I smash myths about metabolism and food everywhere in this new book, Eat to Beat Your Diet. One of them is that fermented teas are no good for you. You know, all the good stuff is destroyed. Wrong. It turns out one of the most fermented teas that you can believe exist called pu-er tea, P-U apostrophe E-R-H, is actually a, a tea coming from a little village in China that actually was supplying tea to be traded along the Silk Road 2,000 years ago, and fresh tea would never last the desert caravan on the back of a camel, so they fermented it and put it into ceramic vases, and it's a really, really dark, smoky tea, all right? Um, and in fact, it's so fermented that it's got its own kind of microbiome in it it's called uh poor uh silis like like bacterial like a bacillus it's just got its own microbiome to it that you drink it actually improves your gut microbiome but it turns out poor tea improves your metabolism makes your lipids go down your blood pressure is better managed waistline can actually shrink all right so again Human studies, human evidence, looking at the reasons and the mechanisms why we're starting to realize that um, tea is a good one. Water, tea, and then coffee. That one's coffee. getting so much love again for like autophagy and thermogenesis. It's like, yeah, is well, that okay? But then, Doc, here's where I got to ask because I'm I'm always like, okay, and 
you know, everything in balance, guys, and no more than 400 milligrams a day. But now people are like, drink it whenever, five cups a day. This study says this. And I'm like, no, I can't be drinking five. Is there, am I wrong? You know, I think everyone is going to react differently. And this is where Uh, concept of nutrition and dietary health have to be tailored to the individual. So okay. some people are some some people are exquisitely sensitive to uh, caffeine, right? And yep. and and some people just don't like coffee. They get nauseated when you drink coffee. You got to tune it to your own. Like I, this is probably the best thing I could tell your listeners: listen to your body, try it, listen to your body. If you've got like a negative reaction, probably back off. You don't need to run away, but back off a couple of steps. See if backing off will actually make it a little bit better for you. All right. Um, but just because it's good for you doesn't mean that you should go whole hog over it. What does coffee do? Activate your metabolism, burns body, bad excess body fat, increases thermogenesis. What causes it? Well, we know at least one natural bioactive, a natural chemical in the coffee bean called chlorogenic acid, acid actually is um, uh, uh, burns body fat. Okay. Well, let's say that you could drink three cups of coffee and get some good uh, chlorogenic acid levels in your body to boost your metabolism. Well, did you know that if you got organic coffee, organic coffee has three times more chlorogenic acid than regular coffee or like conventionally grown coffee. So then one cup will give you the same as three cups. So just the quality of the food also matters. Right. right so if you drink three cups of coffee and you get three times more, you, you actually get uh, if you. And so why does organic have more? Turns out that chlorogenic acid, like many of these polyphenols and bioactives, actually are made by plants and that make plant based foods like coffee or tomatoes and, and strawberries. They're made as a wound healing response. Um, so they naturally drive away insects So and they help help the plant heal wounds. So conventionally grown uh, uh uh, the plants, they're sprayed with pesticides. All the bugs are away. They don't need to make as much. They're not injured as much, and they're not. They don't need to drive away the plants. Organic, they got the natural nature's just kind of doing its thing. The things buzzing by, nibbling at the stems and the leaves. They're like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna make three times more chlorogenic acid. God, I gotta ask a selfish one here. Hmm. Alcohol is once again the devil. Everybody has demonized the shit out of it. I was under the impression, right, after years of saying no for fat metabolism, because fat metabolism, I get it, it inhibits fat metabolism. But health, wine, dark beer, dark alcohol, I thought that it could help keep you, you know, keep your liver working properly, help remove some amyloid plaques, had some certain polyphenols and antioxidants. If we had you know, a few drinks a week, not the margarita. Where are we standing on this these days? Because now everybody's on the no booze trend again, pretty aggressively. Yeah. Well, let me sort of set it straight from where I stand. And I'm somebody who's following the research. First of all, I'm uh, somebody who uh, I practice reasonableness in everything in my life and what I try to recommend to people. And I also respect traditions and culture. And, you know, when it comes to alcohol, it's, uh, you know, it's not a all or nothing thing. It's not a good and evil kind of thing. And, you know, I think that, you know, for nutrition, people tend to, it's so easy to demonize things. Just like we were talking about body fat. Fat's not a demon. You know, you got to sort of rein it in, tame it, keep it reasonable. Like there's something good for for you. Make it work for you. 
And now look, um, first of all, let me just set, let me to get on the same page as everyone else that's out there. Let me tell you, the scientists tell you that if you have a ton of alcohol, it is going to poison your body and all the systems yep. in it. It's not good for you. Like right. we know that. That's Common why sense. I get breath. That's why breathalyzer, the cops pull you over to the side of the road. Okay. Um, not good. Uh, it, it causes crashes. Now, not just roadside crashes, but crashes inside your body as well. Yep. That's, that's too much alcohol. Now, the other side of it is, and this is where I come at this, is that there is epidemiological, meaning large population evidence, that people who drink alcohol uh, occasionally and in moderate levels, one or two cups of uh, drink, uh, glasses of wine, you know, um, the, uh, French. Uh, wine, the French, the Italians, the, Mediter- the Mediterranean diet, it's it's filled with it. You know, like you can't remove um, the, the, the existence of a couple of glasses of wine in the Mediterranean diet, the French paradox, you know, the blue zones, they're all drinking wine. Okay. They're even drinking hard stuff. And so, you know, like I, I, what I say is that, you know, it's not all bad. And in fact, we do know that, you know, like there's evidence that, uh, that drinking beer can lower the risk of certain kinds of cancer, like kidney cancer, red wine lowers the risk of certain kinds of cancer, like lung cancer. And, you know, and this, of course it's going to be the polyphenols and the bioactives and the hops. It's not the ethanol, the ETOH. It's not the stuff that gets you drunk that people right. tend to over imbibe. So here's a third. So, so, you know, a little bit is okay. I, from my, by my book now, and the reason is this, here's the third reason. Alcohol is part of human history. It's who we are. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's part of, you know, we, we fermented stuff, grains, once we started growing them and it's part of our civilization. Right. We gather, we drink, we celebrate, we cry, we grieve, you know, um, it's just part of human nature, you know? And so I personally, this is a personal uh, kind of belief system. I don't believe any more in a no alcohol policy than I believe in a no COVID policy. You can't do that. You know, like how how China tried to do it? Like, it's impossible. You can't yep. do it. It's not going to work. And so let's figure out how to, you know, harness uh, behavior, harness getting our life moving. And So it, you're it's saying you know, you'll allow it. And it's yeah. like, and just be, don't be, but you're not saying it's a health food. If part of your enjoyment of life is to uh, have a drink or two once, one, once or twice, you know, every now and then, you know, a beer or red wine in particular, I, you know, I'm, I don't encourage boozing it, you know, like distilled, distilled alcohol is definitely not good for you, but you know, like you don't want to, you definitely want to abuse that. That's guaranteed to be harmful to you. Yep. I understand. And no one ever said that the ethanol in wine or beer is what's good for you. That's not health food. So my, my view is eat healthy foods that I like that I my book in my book, I actually help you identify them and the doses you need to eat them and why they work. And I take you through the grocery store, like you were in my shopping cart and you can pile all that stuff in and I give you the recipes. And, and frankly, if you eat this and the way that I eat is I called Mediterranean, two of the healthiest food traditions in human history and also tastiest, Mediterranean food, Mediterranean food, which, by the way, is like 20 some countries around the Mediterranean Sea, including foods that's not just Italy, Spain and and Greece. You know, you've got Israel, you've got Lebanon, you've got, you know, Morocco, like, whoa, I didn't know those were Mediterranean countries. Yeah. And Asia is not just Chinese and Japanese and Thai and Vietnamese food. There are 40 countries in Asia. (laughs) 
this is about exploration. This is about tapping into our human history. And by the way, Mediterranean sounds like new because this is how I eat. I I have an Asian background. I lived in the Mediterranean. It's my natural compass points of where I go. But it's actually 2,000 years old because 2,000 years ago, there was the Silk Road, the greatest trading route in human history that connected Asia to the Mediterranean. And all the traders from both parts of the world exchanged recipes and exchanged ingredients, exchanged foods. They cooked foods together over fire to figure out what they were eating. And so it really is kind of going back to basics, to something simple. And so, again, what I wanted people to do who read my book, if you want the science, I got the science for you. Like we talked about the science. If you want to actually look at a way of eating that I eat that's that you know is is really synonymous with pleasurable eating, love your food to love your health is my motto. It's there, okay? Um, and, and then if you want to find out what the foods are and how to combine them, like I I push the envelope. Like I, I dare you to go into some of these foods. All the regular foods are there. But if you really want to explore, I want you to explore because now's the time to take your kids' gloves off and go out. If you want to take your health to the next level, take your taste buds to the next level. Try it. Check it you out. You have got me literally making, because of you, I make like these these like yogurt bowls in the morning that have like the cocoa nibs for my stem cells, the areona berries for my stem cells. Like you've changed the way that I eat. Literally the types of foods that I consume changed dramatically, which is I eat good food, but I have gone all the way out to explore these different things that are now very commonplace. Like we just have a bag of dried areona berries from wild harvest that you told me about. And that's it. It, it, it makes that's me it. feel, it makes me feel so good and happy to know that, you know, you've been able to pick up and, and, and actually not just uh, become aware and learn, but you've actually engaged with it. And now it's become second nature to you. That's so, yeah. what healthy eating is about. Second nature. It's become second nature to me. And I, I constantly like will tweak little things. If you, if you say something, you know, like I'm like, okay, when I'm here, I'm not going to get the chicken at the French place because I don't know what else to eat here. The foods are, I'm going to get the mussels because I know those have the omega-3s that I'm not able to find when I go out to eat anywhere because the salmon's not wild caught. I mean, it's completely, listen, eating for health, you, you changed that for me years ago. I have to say though, doc, and I love the accessibility. I love the recipes. I love how delicious it is. And I, I get all of that. But guys, you want a fucking diet book? This is it. I'm sorry. Everybody always buys the diet book and they're always bullshit. They're just bullshit. And I, I like read them and I want to die because everyone asks me for them. This is truly a diet book. You want to burn off excess fat safely and permanently in a way that doesn't feel like hell. This will do it. That utilizes new science. This will do it. That makes your metabolism work for you Instead of a rebound, this book will do it. So I, 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 from the nerd perspective of always trying to find like the way to get, you know, get get results, get results, get results, get results. I have not seen new science in this space until this book, period, end of story. And it's just, sorry, it's just fucking awesome. Sorry, no, 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 no. but it Thank is. Thank you. And I'm so, so impressed. And you know that I would not say it if I didn't mean it. And um, I just think you're, uh, you've outdone yourself. I really honestly think you've outdone yourself with this. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. I guess that's why you've got a billboard, Times Square for me, huh? Someone, <laughs> someone believed in it. <laughs> 
It's available it's everywhere though, right, Doc? Okay, give me the lowdown, Doc. Where are we going? Give me the websites and the seminars that you're doing and the friggin' all the things, all the socials. Eat to Beat Your Diet is available everywhere, obviously. Where can we go for more on Dr. Yeah, William if, Lee? If you want to follow everything that I'm doing in real time going forward, come to my website. It's at drwilliamlee.com, drwilliamlee.com. My handle, you can find me on social, is at Dr. William Lee. And then here's the things that I do. Not only do I put out a newsletter that you can actually get my latest information from research that I'm seeing or I'm doing um, literally on a weekly basis, but I also teach free masterclasses. I've done masterclasses of impact on 80,000 people across 40 countries. Um, so it's really, really fun to get people from all around the world coming in and exchanging ideas. I teach a metabolism mini course. I teach a full on um, month long uh, course. And really, my it's all about my mission. My mission I can't believe is you to do empower it people. It's like you make it accessible to everyone. How does this man find the time? What do you mean doing your day job of being a doctor and a researcher and writing the book and doing press tours? Then you do this for everybody on the side. I don't, I don't know how you do it. The book. Eat to beat your diet, burn fat, heal your metabolism, and live longer. Doc, it's available everywhere. Best book I've read literally in decades. I would expect nothing less of you, although I was terribly, terribly impressed. And of course, the website and the socials, hit us with it. All right. You can find out more about my active research and what I'm seeing in the research world around me at Dr. William Lee, drwilliamleeli.com. My handle is at Dr. William Lee. I'm on all the social uh, platforms. And uh, one of the things that I actually do is I have put out a newsletter. It's free. Tells you about all the latest stuff. I teach a course, uh, a four-week course. I do a metabolism mini course. Uh, and uh, I love to do master classes. I've had master classes with 80,000 people over 40 countries all kind of getting together to exchange information. It's a ton of fun. I hope people join me. It's a big adventure towards health. Guys, honestly, the most innovative diet book I've read maybe ever, definitely in decades. You've, uh, you've, you've crushed it, Doc. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. If you're enjoying the show, do us a big favor and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts because it just helps us get the show out there, get it heard by more people. We really appreciate it. 